starting a business and you've got people around you who are maybe like wanting to see you fail secretly or having that tall poppy syndrome, you don't always want to talk about everything. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and women's life coach, where I help women to harness the power of their period and connect back to their true superpowers. In these episodes, we'll be talking about all things periods, vaginas, hormones, women's health, sex, confidence, food, femininity, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't seem to have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are too afraid to say, but everyone is thinking. Hey, babe. Hey, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? Yeah, I'm really, really good. Tell me really about good. Tony Robbins. I'm so jealous. I fucking, that was the best four days of my life. When did you do it? Um, I did it uh, 2017. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, 2017. Yeah, correct. And um, I think it was 2017. And it was unreal. It was just like a giant nightclub. I want to go back again just for the dancing. It was insane. It was like, you can probably hear from my voice. I've got this like sexy, croaky. I love it. Let's let's roll with it. Yeah, I'm kind of enjoying it. (laughs) Um, I'm really surprised I didn't even lose my voice, to be honest, because I was legitimately screaming. It's amazing. Picture, picture what it's like when you scream and then picture like a fucking savage dog. And that was the thing. <laughs> he came up to me when he was talking, like, and I was sitting in the aisle one day and he came up to me and he was looking at me in the eyes, talking to me. And I was like having an orgasm in my seat. He is. Yeah. Do you think he's hot? Because I he think he's so hot. So hot. Like, okay, if you were to if you were to strip away everything Tony Romans is and just look at him for um, looks wise, maybe not as. But when you add up the masculinity, just his success, the way he just does life, it is so fucking attractive. Yeah, I mean. Um, yeah, I've got a thing. I've got a thing. And I was saying, I was there with my mate and I was saying to her and she was so disgusted by me. She was like, ew. Um, <laughs> As is. I just, I would, yeah. <laughs> he's got the husky voice. He's got Ooh. the wisdom. Like you said, he's so big as well. He's oh, like, he's so I but he, ah, uh, yeah, I was just pretty much like, in addition to as well, like all the coaching and like all the tools, which I just thought were amazing. Like, not really like anything massively new because you know I follow his work and I'm a yeah. coach um like I yeah I was basically just jizzing in my seat the whole time <laughs> oh my gosh I just spat my cow out everywhere speaking of which I I'm saying what are we drinking what are you drinking I am having a turmeric tea um with some oat milk in it which is oh quite um yeah, I feel like I'm quite inflamed um, from all the emotional <laughs> weekends. So I've got to. I've got to. You know what's really good about Tony Robbins? It's like it's like four days of exercise. It's like it's like being skiing for four days because the whole day you're just like jumping. Like you move so much. It's all. I when I went, I thought I was going to be sitting on my ass for four days, and I was like, oh god. But you don't. You are like like my legs were sore the next day. 
Oh yeah, it was it was an actual proper workout, and I think you know I usually I usually train every day, and my friend um, my friend who I was with has recently got back into her fitness. She's like a really high powered entrepreneur, and so she had this whole story previously going on like that she didn't have time to exercise, but recently she's gotten into it. So she was really scared taking four days off. She's like, I'm going to lose my momentum, and I was like, by the end, I thought, babe, we've actually lost weight. Like I, I was legit. Just eating burgers and stuff while I was there because it's in a big stadium and there's like nothing healthy that you can yeah. get there. And um, uh, and I was on my period as well, but I had so much energy and I was oh just God. like, I don't know, I, I've lost weight. I've like lost weight. It's all the heavy emotions I've shared. It's all the yeah. movement. It's it's so good. Okay, so what am I drinking? I'm having a cacao elixir, and um, I put a drop of peppermint essential oil in there, and um, just to give me a little bit of a boost. And I've got some liver herbs and um, shisandra and like milk thistle and maca powder, just basically a pile of wacky shit. Basically, me in a cup. <laughs> basically, me in a cup. Do you live in? Do you live in Bondi, babe? Because um, I actually I don't. don't. That's what they drink. <laughs> I live in Double Bay or like Bellevue, the crossover between Bellevue Hill and Double Bay, not Bondi. I actually, I'm in Melbourne at the moment um, and I don't like Sydney. I don't know why. I'm, I do know why I moved there. And I'm glad I moved there because like I've made some incredible friends, but I'm like, fuck, I do not like Sydney. Like I cannot wait to get my ass to New York. Even this morning, what was I doing? Sorry, I'm just rubbing some essential oil on me. Um, what was I doing this morning? I was making a cup of tea and I had this like just flash come over me of just like my, of like, it was so, it was actually really random. I was just staring at the kettle and um, this like flash came over me of, of, I imagined myself for a split second, like sitting in my own really cozy apartment and it was like really weird. And I was just like, fuck, I just cannot wait to get my ass to New York. And one of the girls in my academy, she was like, can you move to New York, please? Because this whole time change thing is really annoying me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm seriously trying. If anybody listening to this knows how to the fuck to get a visa, please tell me. Once my brother's 21, I can get a green card. But until then, I need something. So I'm trying to fucking figure that shit out. And also trying to find time to figure that out. Can you just marry an American? That's what I did. I've married a UK guy. <laughs> so that's why you like your husband. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm totally obsessed with him, but it's very convenient that he um, is a UK citizen. Let's just I need to that way. I need to be obsessed with him, love him to bits, and he's an American. That would be very ideal. Well, I feel like there's a lot of options for you because, I mean, the guys in... I love the New York accent. Oh, like, yeah. I think that's so hot. Like, of all the American accents, I love that one. They're just and, ma- it's more masculine. They're just... They've got more confidence, American guys, generally speaking. Yeah, yeah, and they're super enthusiastic. Oh, know? I love like, that. Personally, yeah. man, like, they fucking... They applaud that shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, everybody's done Tony Robbins in America. Everyone's, like done landmark everyone's like done a juice cleanse and a fucking silent retreat you know and it's in new york as well it's super trendy so you know you could find yourself a new age guy with a hot accent for sure and you know green card to follow <laughs> you know what i actually though like this is why i'm really attracted to americans like not just guys but also just like i love american women and i find it easier to become friends with them is because they are outgoing i just find a lot of australians it's like tall poppy syndrome they don't celebrate each other's successes they aren't like very very enthusiastic they're not 
overly that confident because we have this thing in our culture that if you're confident, you're cocky. And like the two are not the same thing. So I find it challenging. So like, oh my God. So my friend was over the other day and she's going to come on the next account convos. And we we were, I just clocked over to six figures and we were talking about it. And she was like, Monica, I have to tell you something. And I was like, what? She's like, I've had friends say to me, why are you friends with Monica? And because all they see, they don't see the, like everything about you. They have their own shit. And so they judge Mm -hmm. because of jealousy, they judge based on what they see on your Instagram and they Mm -hmm. find it hard to believe that you can have a life where you are happy 99% of the time and where your life can actually be easy. And I mean, there's no, there's no doubt in saying that I work very hard as do you. But um, it's very hard for corporate people to believe that you can make a lot of money doing what you love and not being confined to some like fucking squeeze box of an office. Yeah, I mean, Australians live, and I am one, by the way, as you know, but like, especially where I'm from, I'm from Perth. I lived in Sydney for six years. Oh, where you live in Sydney? All the people. I lived in Bondi. (laughs) (laughs) Could have guessed that. (laughs) Yeah. Like totally like slamming everyone from Bondi before, but like just secretly jealous that I don't live there anymore. Um, No, not at all, really. I'd live in Double Bay with you if I was moving back to I won't be. Um, (laughs) Don't blame you. (laughs) <laughs> with um yeah like with the tall poppy syndrome it's so true and like um when I first started my like Instagram and my business like I can guarantee you without even seeing it and like I I just know this kind of psychically anyway like people would have been screenshotting my stuff and like sending it around in their WhatsApp groups. Um, loads of people followed me and consistently, like I've got an app that shows me, it just shows me like who is engaging with me so that I can make sure I'm like talking to the, the badass chicks that are supporting me, but it shows me who unfollows me too. Yeah. And it's always people who I like grew up with who have followed me and like oh. even people I used to be friends with and stuff like that. And it's like, I'm talking about confidence and positivity and like here and there I'm shining my light too, talking about, you know, making money in my business. Like you talk about that. And um, like, it's triggering for people because they just think that you're like, they think I haven't created that for myself. So she must be bullshitting. And I don't like that she's lying to me. And it's like, no, I'm just actually talking about like the cool shit that's happening. Oh my God. Okay. So last year sometime, um, I posted an Instagram post and it went onto my Facebook and I shared it. And it was actually about um, how a lot of women that have anxiety have very low progesterone levels because progesterone is what helps you feel calm and it's an anti-anxiety hormone anyway. And I was talk and I did this post or whatever. And, you know, of course a bit controversial because people go, Oh my God, no, my anxiety drugs have helped me. And I'm like, babe, you sure it's not a placebo. You know what I mean? Like, and, and uh, numerous studies have confirmed this anyway. And, um, two things. So a group of my girlfriends, it was ex-girlfriends it was so obvious as well um from school right and I'm not friends with any girls from school because of the exact same reason I'm way too triggering and I know that there's just so much anger and jealousy for like not a nice reason at all but that's not my problem that's theirs anyway and it was so obvious that they would have screenshotted my post and put it in their whatsapp group and sent it around to everybody because like there was 13 girls from my quote unquote quote 
like school group that um, commented on the post and then, and you know what they did was one girl commented on it, a very bitchy comment and I'm not going to name any names because then I sink as low as them, but they know who they are and they're probably fucking listening to this because they're secretly wanting to <laughs> say anyway. And, um, and they, they, so one of them put a comment in, I can't even remember what it was. And then like 13 of them liked the comment. So it was so obvious they all ganged up. And honestly, I'm just like, how immature are you guys? Like, it's honestly sad. That's what you do with your life. And, um, so that was one thing, right? It's just, it's just, it's fueled by jealousy and it's, and it's fueled by like, yeah, just like anger and, and just like gross feelings, gross emotions anyway. And then another time it was for the same post, um, a friend that I had not heard of from in ages. She lived, she lived up the road from me in Melbourne and um, she did not visit me at all when I had my ski accident. And it's not exactly hard for her to visit me. So, you know, those friends where it's like, as soon as they get a boyfriend, they like just disappear off the face of the planet and they never see you and they never catch up because they just like are too obsessed with their boyfriend. That was her. And, um, and safe to say we are not friends anymore because in my mind, I'm like a friend when, when, when your friend has a ski accident, the least you could do is like phone, check up on them, blah, blah, blah. When they're at home, especially when they live down the road from you. So she, mm-hmm. the first time that we'd spoken in like ages was she wanted to phone me and tell me what I should and shouldn't post on my Instagram. And I literally was in the Uber when she phoned me and I literally said to her, do not fucking tell me what to do and how to live my life when you could not even come and visit me when I was like incapacitated for three months, unable to move from my ski accident. Like, do not tell me. And she's like, and she was literally trying to tell me what I should and shouldn't post. And I was, I just thought it was the funniest thing. And, um, and she was like, I'm, and she's got some serious, like, um, you know, you know how you, when you get this, you can see people's wounds, um, like to us, they stand out because they're both coaches. And, um, and so I could see her wounds, like, and I've always have been able to when we were friends. And so she was like, my anxiety um, medication has changed my life. And I just wanted to say to her, no, I, I might have even said, no, I think I said it to her, was like, um, like, babe, I'm sure a sugar tablet would change your life too. Like literally because the stuff that was going on, like it was mum and dad related and the stuff that was going on, it's like, you need to work on that and yourself and an anxiety tablet isn't going to fix the problem forever. And it's just like, yes, I, I, yeah, it's just so interesting. I don't know how we got on this, but like when I go on a rant, but, um, yeah. on the, um, you won't get support from those ex friends or whatever. And the bottom line is like, they're not your soul sisters. Then if you can't fuck, if they can't fucking celebrate you, then bye-bye Felicia. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, on Tony Robbins weekend, they had this great speaker. It was this guy called Master Co and he's like a healer to celebrities and he did this, you know, great heart opening meditation and stuff. But he was talking about how most people want inner peace and they want inner stillness, you know, and they take things to get that. And he's like, you don't get stillness and emptiness from putting things in. You get it from taking shit out. And you know, like, and he was referring to people on medication and things like that, or people who like numb or take alcohol or drugs or whatever to feel better. Um, and it's so true. It's so true. But like people believe what they, what they already believe to be true. Right. And so your stuff triggers, you know, what it triggers her whole identity, her whole belief system. So she's going to be like angry when you try and take it away, you know, you dispute it. 
Exactly. And like, yeah, I just find it hilarious how people will show up when it's convenient to them. And it's like, we're not talking, I'm like, I don't, sorry, I don't deal with people that are convenience friends. And I also never suggest to anybody to keep around people that are convenience friends because that's fucking toxic. Yeah, it's like fast food. It's not very nourishing, is that? Hell no. Hell fucking no. But, um, and even I did a Facebook Live on the weekend and um, I just hate like dick people. And like somebody came <laughs> in somebody came in he would have been like a guy that was still on my friends thing from when I was at school and um was like if everything's just money if everything's just energy then I'll buy my family a pizza and then I'll get a pizza back or something and I was just like delete like I was just like fuck people are so immature even like um I've had a lot of issues with um my ex-flatmate now and um like a lot and he has a him and his friends have a Facebook uh, like messenger thingy where all they do is post shit about other people. That's the whole point of it. And I'm just like, and, and they obviously like they get something out of this, right? They get a feeling of power and fulfillment. And I'm just like, that is not how you get power and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. Oh my God. It's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, like why do you, you know, kids who are, you know, at some point pure, innocent, untouched, you know, full of self-expression start bullying other kids. It's because, you know, they've observed someone else doing that as a way to shift their shame, you know, their parents yell at them or whatever it is. And then they try and move that onto someone else. And so like, you know, I, I see that a lot because where I'm from, like in Perth, it's very insular. Everyone knows every. Oh crap, Amy! I've lost. Depending on like who they're ripping into. Can you go back a little bit? I just lost you just then. You, At which um, um, you're from Perth. Everything's very insular. Yeah, so I'm from Perth. Everything's super insular. Everyone knows each other. Um, you know, everyone's talking about what everyone else is up to. That's kind of like the talk of the day, and it's just I always found it really inauthentic and just really shitty. But it's like you know, if you don't have anything else massive and big and expansive going in in your life, like, of course, you're going to be talking about other people like that quote that says, you know, um, what does it say? Small minded people talk about other people. Good people talk about things. Um, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, quote there's there. a really <laughs> good, it's a really good quote. Talk about ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and even on like that topic, it's like, unfortunately people they they thrive off drama a lot of people they love a conversation where it's about drama and that's the biggest thing that I've noticed as I call in more soul sisters is like I'm not on the phone to them or I'm not seeing them having a massive bitch and 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 talking about drama or I'm not even allowing myself to get involved in drama because Mm. at the end of the day it's fucking draining And people think that it's not. People think it's like they they like to ride that high of like they feel included in something. They feel a part of something when they can like have a conversation with someone about drama. But at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, it's fucking low vibration shit. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a hole in your soul that you don't know is there, you're going to temporarily try and fill it with things. So you know, and like, I'm not saying this from some high and mighty place, like I'm immune to it. Like that was me like four or five years ago. And, 
you know, I wasn't always the one like starting the gossipy conversation, but I was definitely like participating in it a lot. Mm. I was listening to other people do it. And a lot of my friendships have fallen apart because when I decided that I, I made this kind of commitment to myself that I wasn't gonna not only not gossip but I wasn't gonna be part of conversations I wasn't gonna be like a bystander in the same way that you know you can be a bystander to bullying and so when people would talk about stuff I would literally end the conversation or I'd just not respond and they would be staring at a blank person and it would be really awkward and so those friendships cease to exist because they basically think that I'm weird um but in the same way that if you like look at your diet and you take out you know, the stuff that's non-food and you take out like the shit and the toxins and all of that stuff, you're left with something that's really nourishing and you don't need to fill this hole anymore because you're getting what you need. And like, for me, as my life, as I've added more to my life in terms of the quality of relationships, the work that I do is like so, so nourishing. Like I could go, I could probably go days without eating, just doing my work because I love it. And you know, everything in my life has a purpose and it's there to be expansive, not to take away from me. Um, there's no need to gossip. There's no need to even like look at what other people are doing because I'm in my lane. Um, and I say that because I've been in the other lanes. I've been, I've been the person who's gossiping and bitching and like, you know, bringing other people down and laughing at other people's success and like not wanting other people to shine. Like I've been both. So, um, you know, when, when I see people like that or like people that are judging you, um, Monica, like I feel, I feel sad for them because they, oh, don't, they don't know what it feels like to not have to do that. Right. And even, um, and I think a lot of people, they don't, it's hard because in majority of the time in our society, you will have like shallow friendships are the common friendship. And, and until you actually can experience a very deep friendship, you don't know it's real. And I had this conversation with my friend, George, and we were in Lake Tahoe and we were just, we are just like, we are the fucking, like, so we will laugh at ourselves when we're having a conversation because our conversations are so deep that we just look at each other and burst out laughing because we're like, we are fucking so weird. But, but it's through that, that we've gone this is actually a relationship. Like this is a full heart supported relationship. And it also makes you realize that it's like, these people are out there one, but this is what life is meant to be. And and you don't need quality. You need the quantity where you can bear your heart and soul, where someone is celebrating all parts of you. And like, that's a real friendship. And a lot of people don't get to experience that. And so they don't, they don't know it's real. And like, I didn't know that was real literally until George and I became like deep friends. And it was really like from our, just before our New York trip. And then our New York trip really solidified it that this is real in relationships and it's the exact same in a romantic relationship that you are able to be your full fucking self and be totally accepted by it. And if someone isn't accepting that, they're not your person. Yeah. And like, I'd never had that up until probably the last two years, if I'm honest. So like my, I mentioned my friend Lauren, who I just went to Tony Robbins with. Yeah. Started off as my business coach, you know, and the reason that she was my business coach is because I massively admired her. I didn't know her at all, and I really wanted her to teach me how to build my business. And, um, you know, through that relationship of respect, admiration, and the fact that I was I was working with her, obviously, like professionally, but 
I looked up to her. I wanted to like be like her. I, I wanted to emulate the things that she embodied. Mm. And we had a really great relationship. And at the end we were like, let's be friends, you know, and we are friends. And that relationship is built on the foundation of like really deep respect for one another. And also I bared so much of my vulnerability because I had to, if I wanted my business to move ahead, like I had to tell her the real kind of, stories I had to tell her what wasn't working well showing the weaknesses which I think when when you're starting a business and you've got people around you who are maybe like wanting to see you fail secretly or having that tall poppy syndrome you don't always want to talk about everything so um you know and in this weekend at Tony Robbins like I was bearing my deepest limiting beliefs like one of my my deepest limiting beliefs is that I'm not loved and like I was crying and screaming and all the crazy shit they get you to do. That space and just cried with me and was like, you're amazing, blah, blah. And I can't really say that there was anyone in my life. Um, There are now obviously in the last two years, but up until, you know, I was 25 years old and I had many, many friends. I was very popular. Um, I can't say that I ever had a friendship um, that was like that and um, wasn't based, you know, on, you know, that was based on like integrity and based on, you know, the things that I love and self-expression and being myself. It was always just based on like party and gossip, fitting in, um, going with what everyone else is doing, judging other people, all of that jazz. And on a deeper level for women, when we, and it's a little bit fucked up, but when we bitch, when we gossip, because of the release of dopamine and oxytocin, it's bonding. That's why women will bitch more than men because it brings us together. Right. And it's like, I get that that's part of our brain, but at the same time, it is a low vibe thing. Um, and that's not the only way to bring you and your friend together. Also vulnerability is a really fucking good way. Like when you can be your full self and it's actually really beautiful when you can hold somebody in that space and then when they do the same for you and just to be taken exactly as you are and yeah, and just like not judged in any fucking way. It's just, it's so good and it is rare, but we're here to say those people are out there. You just got to attract them. You got to do, you got to do the work on you so that you can attract them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, um, I talk to a lot of my clients about this because they, they tend to go in this same transition because as they start to work on their confidence and, you know, develop themselves and they start to expand their horizons of what is possible for their life and what they want to create. Sometimes those friendships that have previously been built on more of their inauthenticity or a bit of falseness, tend to fall away and they're left in this space of like, okay, yeah, I know that those friendships aren't necessarily serving my highest good, but also like I have no one to hang out with now. So what, what do I do? Mm. And it's kind of like being in the waiting room and this is where I was. So I remember I came to one of those business coaching calls with my first business coach and I was like, you know, I know I need to talk about my business, but I need to talk about something that's really emotionally affecting me, which is therefore affecting my business. And that's the fact that I literally have like no friends and I'm trying to build a business. And um, I just feel like things are working in certain areas, but in terms of the friendship, which, you know, and relationships, which are really important to me, I'm very emotional. Um, I feel like there's nothing there and I don't know what to do about it. 
And I remember she just said to me, she's like, you know, you've got to sit in that space for a while and be taking action to make the new connections. But, you know, work on building those connections instead of just kind of running back to what's familiar. Um, You know, and I did that. And so this is the funniest story. And loads of people in London talk about this and now do it. Um, excuse me, I literally would go to events and if I um, resonated with someone, so I'm just going to clear my throat. The old throat chakra is closing up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As I talk talk about self-expression, fucking hell. Um, So I would go to events and I would make sure I wasn't on my phone and I wouldn't like leave a chair in between me and someone else. I would go and sit next to someone. I'd have a conversation with them. And if I felt a genuine connection or I was intrigued by them, I would say to them, I'm really intrigued by you. Um, or I really get along with you. I would love for us to keep this communication going. Can I get your number? Or can we get a coffee in the, di- in the diary? Because I want to ask you to be my friend. Do you want to be my friend? And I would literally ask people to be my friend, like as if I was six going up to someone in the sandpit. And first of all, people found it hilarious. So it like broke the ice. But this is how I met all of my now best friends. Love and, it. I fucking um, love that. that I could do. And other people have since approached me using this technique because they've heard about it through the grapevine. And I've been like, yeah, I'd love to be your friend. And that's how I went from being like, kind of lonely, going to events, feeling kind of good at the event, but then like following someone on Instagram and then feeling maybe a bit too awkward to reach out or whatever it was, um, to actually creating results in that area of my life. Because I think we tend to think like, oh yeah, let's set goals in money, let's set goals in business, let's set goals in our health and our wellness. But then when it comes to relationships, we just kind of throw it away and like wait for them to show up. But these people aren't going to show up at your door. No, you got to create that. You got to do what I do. Some and people can't show up at your door. Like... Some people, I have, I, you know the one I'm talking about. Some people <laughs> can't show up at your door. Literally, literally. I'm sure you manifested that though. I'm oh, saying. I 100%. It was as soon as I decided, as soon as I declared to the universe, I'm kicking my flatmate out because I kept getting tarot readings. Um, like I would keep doing myself. And then Britt, you know Britt from um, coaching, the group coaching program. Um, she would also keep pulling them when we, when we would catch up for coffee. And it was just like, get him out, get him out, get him out of my apartment because he was blocking me from a relationship. And he was, cause he was the main masculine in my life. And we were very good friends. Um, he was blocking me because um, of his shit as fuck energy. And um, mm-hmm. anyway, and I didn't want to admit it to myself, right? Because that was my ego being like, no, but there's so many parts of what I love. We throw fun parties, X, Y, and Z. So I was trying, for so long, I was trying to find reasons to keep him around. And then it was just like, fuck no. And I just, it was like the stroller broke the camel's back. And when I declared that, I literally came out from New York. I put the thing up on, on um, uh, what's it called? Flatmates. And like within a day, like this guy texted me and I never reply to people's messages. I am like the shittest replier. And, um, I <laughs> and, um, I, for some reason replied to him straight away. And I was like fucking doing something. I was like grocery shopping. Like I would never reply to somebody when I'm grocery shopping. Did it straight away. He came over that night, literally showed up at the door. And I was just like, and then it was just like that cosmic, holy shit. Well, you don't really know what it is, but you know, it's something 
And anyway, and so it's like people can shop at your door and I totally manifested him, like totally, mm. totally, totally. Um, but what was I going to say? Um, total side note, are you coming to Ibiza? Have you booked your accommodation? Oh, yeah. So I need to talk to you about the dates because I'm going on Tony Robbins Business Mastery Immersion <laughs> Round, um, which is June, Obsessed. June 20 to 24th in M. Oh, fuck. I've lost you again. Hold on, Amy. It's cut out. We said so. I, it's, it cut out June 20 to 24th in Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah. So probably like maybe after that I can right, come cool. somewhere or if you go to Italy after that, um, which I wanted to text you about, but now it's, it's in this conversation. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm going to Italy. I'm going to Genoa, Genoa, whatever you want to call it. Um, where there's like the umbrellas in the street, you know, like that. I've never been there before. I just Googled it and I was like, Oh yeah, I'll go there. Um, that was, <laughs> that was how I chose my trip. <laughs> Literally. Um, I couldn't decide anywhere. And then mum was like, well, dad and I are going to go to um, Genoa. And I was like, oh, where's that? And I Googled it. I saw the umbrellas. I was like, yep, done. We're doing it. Um, so I'm going there after Ibiza and then I'll be in Milan for a little bit and then I'll go to Lake Como. So basically. Italy. Okay. Send me your itinerary yeah. and let yeah. me check and I will fly somewhere and we'll do something. But yeah, I got massively, I, I just, they sold me. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Why, I was like, I'm why so- are you doing it out of interest? Oh, mate, I was so immersed and then I, my, I wasn't going to – I had no intentions to do anything. I knew they would sell to me on the, um, on the you know, course. But yeah, um, my, I, they were talking about it and my intuition said, get up out of your seat and go pay for it. And wow. so I listened. So, yeah. That shit's like – that shit's full on. Yeah, I know. Which, it, But do you know what? The reason that I want to do it is because I learn... This is the cool thing when you know your personality type, right? So... Yeah. Um, what Enneagram are you again for? Type 7. Um, so. I've got a higher... Like, my second highest is Achiever, but um, I'm a Type 7 enthusiast. So, what one of the things that I have and people are always like astounded by this is you can, as long as I write something down once or I'm like involved in like a, a situation where I'm very much in my feelings or I'm perceiving it, I, my brain will always remember it. So yeah. if I wanted to study for an exam, all I have to do is write it down once and it's in my brain. I just, I just have to physically write it down. Um, and so I work really well when I'm in immersive experiences or I'm like in person doing something. So I thought if I go there for five days, it's like fucking long days. You don't get, you get like one break a day or something. And I'm immersed in that and they're pushing me, which they will. You have to like bring your tax return and stuff. Um, I was like, I'm just going to, it's going to be a container for growth and learning for yeah. me. So I thought throw, throw my hat in the ring. It wasn't even expensive. So it was like mm -hmm. six grand. Well, this is in pounds. So it'll be okay, like 12. Okay. Grand, but yeah. Um, I, um, what was I going to say? I am really interested to know how it goes. Really interested. Cause I love those things where you do those like three days, really immersive experiences. Um, like I, yeah, I was like, I, like, I was really hoping that Byron, I don't know whether M put you on the event. I was really, I thought it was going to be like a three day retreat, but only the afternoon, which I'm bummed about because like, like I was saying, I think to you of like doing brain dumps, 
Mm-hmm. Like brain dumps are my jam because I will get overwhelmed into my head because I'm trying to achieve and do and like, you know, I'm type eight. So I am like challenger and I am like, go, go, go. And that's why people perceive me as bitchy because our my personality type, my Enneagram gets perceived as bitchy. Um, but it's actually yeah. we have very, very strong boundaries. It's actually what it is. And I always say to people, do not confuse bitchiness with boundaries. They're not the same thing. Um, but I love doing those massive brain dumps, immersive business sort of days. So I'm super excited to hear how that goes. But even more on that, it's about putting yourself in those containers with like-minded people. I was saying to Britt, the biggest thing that I've actually gotten out of um, the business coaching that we've all done together is like you and Britt and Sammy and like friends, like, like the women that are on the same playing field. And I've just signed up with another coach. The only reason I basically, well, one, she's fucking magic. And the main reason I did it was I wasn't going to sign up with her for one-on-one, even though that'd be great. I wanted to be pushed by other women. I wanted to be working in a container where other women were making 50 grand a month. You know, when I'm making on average like 20, I want 50 grand a month because it shows my brain what's possible. And I think for a lot of people, they're so limited because they don't know that it's actually possible to do that. And that's what I was saying on my live the other night of like, I am here to also show it's living proof that you can make six figures in a quarter, um, not by killing your ass off, but by actually being so in flow and so in your power and so in alignment. And I'm here to say it's fucking possible because I've done it through three surgeries, moving, doing, like, traveling, doing all this other shit. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. it hasn't been easy, but I've done it. And it's not like I'm 26 and I'm like, oh, well, she's 26. She's got all these years up her sleeve. I'm 22. So it's like, it's permission for everybody else to dream big because it's fucking possible. And when you surround yourself by women that are supporting you and pushing you and holding you and by anybody else, and even men, I love being in environments with men. It is yeah fucking magical and i was saying this to asti um my friend that like we want to do retreats as well in the future with men because mm-hmm. to be able to be held and i think a lot of women need this even men need this on in the other extreme to be held in a container where you can be your full authentic self and a man is like love it is really powerful because our brain needs to be like able to feel safe in that because our society has told us else told us otherwise. So to be able yeah. to be held in a space where you are, there's no jealousy. Women aren't putting you down for being successful. There's no, you know, unhealthy competition. Um, it's like the best thing that you can do for your brain and for those limiting beliefs, because in society, it's like, there can be shame with being successful. There can be shame with making a lot of money because people will put you down. Oh yeah, totally. You know, and men don't have a lot of the same money stories that we do. Like they have their own stories for sure, but not, not some of the limiting stories um, and not some of the wounded stories around money. And like what attracted me to doing the business mastery with Tony Robbins is like, he's such a high performer, you know, and he's all about getting in these beautiful peak states. And that includes around money. It, it's looking at beliefs around money, but it's also looking at like your systems and like the way that you approach performance. And like, I thrive under pressure. Like, I, I'm, I'm certainly lean more towards being feminine. I'm very emotional and nurturing, but like I personally on my own work really well under pressure. So like last month I made 25,000 pounds in the month. Right. And I, at the same time, it's amazing. Yeah. 
So at the same time, I was writing a book proposal, launching a podcast. I have a full clientele. So I have like, if you include all my group program and both of them and my one-to-one, I have 74 clients at the moment. I, what else? I've got stuff going on in my personal life. I, you know, I've been launching loads of stuff and doing stuff all in that one month. And I've had the best month ever. And I felt great, you know, and Sometimes we have stories around like, oh, making money's hard or like if I have to, if I want to make this, then I'm going to have to push and I'm going to have to like, you know, work crazy hours. And I was, I am, I do work long hours, but I really like what I do and I'm energized by it. Um, And men don't tend to have those same stories. So I'm really excited to be around a lot of men because they will be in this you know, they're going to be more attracted to this mastery experience. And I'm also really excited to be in a container with people who are not in wellness. Um, yeah. I'm around people in wellness all the time and it's something that I'm kind of picking up on. And I think it's great because it's good to get inspiration and to like talk to like-minded people, but we can live in a bit of a vacuum. So we basically mm-hmm. are like, talking to the same people who are doing the same stuff as us. We're talking about things in our own way, of course. But I, I really, at, at this point in my business and my life, I want to be around different people, even in terms of friendships who are doing cool shit in business, but maybe they work for, I don't know, like a scrap metal company or yeah. like a shipping company. And I want to learn about how they run their businesses and scale those, those businesses. So that's what I'm pumped for to kind of get like a bit of an injection of oh, inspo yeah. in other areas. Even just like what I've noticed just with being in like Sydney Bondi bubble, because even though I'm not living in Bondi, I'm, I'm classified as in the Bondi bubble. Um, it's just a lot of fakeness and oh my god if people know me personally I am like the least fake person and I like least not not um like least what's it called high maintenance and least um fake I just hate fake I just hate fake people can't stand them and it's when you are surrounded by a lot of fake people it can it can affect your I want yeah it can affect your energy like it absolutely can and that's also another reason why I love New York is like people are fucking high achievers. They are there as movers and shakers. They are there because they don't want to, you know, nothing wrong with sitting at the beach all day, but that doesn't light them up. Like they, they love working and they love being in that fast paced environment. And I love a fast paced environment. I was saying this last night at a talk that I was giving um, of like, something really big that I want to just like reiterate is like, you don't need to change your personality to be more in your feminine flow. And I, for, I, for a second thought this when somebody asked me about it and I was like, Whoa, hell no, you do not need to hate fast paced stuff to be in your feminine. Like I am now in my feminine and I still fucking thrive in New York. Right. And it's fast paced. Go, go, go. It doesn't mean that I'm masculine. And like, that's something where it's like, we're all different and you need to navigate that for yourself. And you can't just take one person's idea of the feminine or what the feminine quote unquote looks like. You can't just take that as your, um, the only way of being feminine because there's so many different angles that you can come at. And like, even your, yeah. when you were asking me about like firing in feminine for the book proposal, it was like, I loved that. of like, nobody's asked me that. How do you navigate being fiery and feminine at the same time? Like, so interesting. 
yeah and like that made total sense to me it's like was not only helpful having that conversation with you for the book proposal basically the whole book flowed from that like download yeah um, but for myself because um you know we get we're constantly looking to experts like to tell us like what is masculine what is feminine what is ego what is child state what is blah blah, blah. but a lot of these things are an inner experience right because their emotions, their emotional state. So emotions exist inside of you. They don't exist inside of me, even though I'm telling you about them, you know? Mm -hmm. So like when you're, the idea, I guess, of being in your masculine is that you're in your head and being in your feminine, you're more in flow, you're more in your body, in your gut, in your intuition. But what that is going to look like in this different scenarios is going to differ for the individual. So like when I worked in Sydney and I worked in fashion, that's a more creative job. That should typically be seen as something that's more feminine. I mean, I was working with dresses all day, but I now work way longer hours and pretty much like seven days a week, but my health and the way that I work is totally different because 100%. I'm in my, I'm in flow, a flow state mm. a lot of the time. So I'm, I'm working long hours, but that's because I'm like really enjoying what I do. So totally. I'm to it but I'm not in my head as much even though I'm creating better results and I am I guess pushing those results and I'm pushing the level of what I can achieve but I'm not pushing myself beyond like a level of mental comfort um which whereas when I worked in fashion I was only working like nine to five and I was so fucking stressed I was like I can't do this and I never worked Mm. on a weekend you know, and I, that was me and my masculine. So it's not always like an external measure of being masculine or feminine. And it's about what you're bringing to it and how you feel about each, I guess, scenario. Oh my God. So true. And that's that thing where I say to people, when you're in alignment, you can fucking pull it, pull energy out of thin air. Like I will find energy. Like it's 6.50 at the mo- this morning, woke up at quarter past five. I will, after going to bed at like 11, after this talk, I will pull energy out of my fucking ass because when I am in alignment and when I am in flow, everything just comes to me. I was so surprised that when I was traveling like beginning of the year so much, I wasn't tired. Like I didn't find myself, I didn't get jet lag. I, like, I had absolutely no jet lag. I was not tired. The only time that I was grumpy was when I was hungover. Um, like if that was like, you know what I mean? Because you're so in alignment that that's how it's meant to be. Like the question is, it's like, what if you're not actually tired because you're working long hours? What if you're tired because you're so out of alignment? Yeah, well, okay, so emotions are energy in motion. Yeah. If you're having shitty love emotions. It. Love it. Yeah, I mean, if you're having shitty emotions about what you're doing and you're suppressing anger and you're not letting things move around, no wonder you're going to feel drained because you're using more energy to either push your anger down or to push whatever emotion down, frustration, stress, whatever. Yeah. Um, or you're giving you're having to like exert way more energy. Like in the same way, if you want to go for a run and you love that, that run is going to make you feel energized. But if you're like me and you fucking hate running, Join the club. it's going to fucking hate it. It's, it's going to be such a struggle. But for instance, so I hate running, right? But if I actually looked at the energy that was required to go for like you know, a medium pace, long run versus an F45 class, which I'm obsessed with. Oh, I hate F45 it. is way fucking harder than that. Yeah. But I 
love F45 because the energy that I associate with that is like teamwork, fun, um, super vibrant, like all of that. And so the energy doesn't, it doesn't drain me, whereas a run would drain me. And that just goes to show that it's about the emotional connection that we associate Mm. with what we're doing. And that's what drains you, not the actual thing that you're doing. Oh my God, a hundred percent. So juicy, so juicy. I'm going to have to go in a second because I have my academy girls in 10 minutes. I don't want them to jump on and interrupt our conversation because <laughs> that would be awkward. I have, I've had a couple of people randomly come slide into phone calls when I'm with clients and they've obviously been given <laughs> a link or something and I'm like, can you go? Like, it's so awkward. <laughs> oh my God, um, that's fucking ridiculous. I know, I know, I know. Um, so super random. Anyway, any last things that we want to jiff on? Oh my God. Oh, hey, Karen. See, I told you this would happen. I'm going to put you on mute for a second. Um, she's on mute, so it's fine. I, I said, I said this would happen. Any last things that you wanted to say, Amy? No, um, it's good. So good to chat to you. It's nighttime here and, um, let's, I'm going to Bali for my retreat in like a couple of days when I'm back. Um, let's catch up and let's do another one. People, yeah. I, I did the, because you're my second one, and no, my third one, Liv was the first one, and everyone's like, it's like I'm having coffee with you girls, and it's really nice, because it's just like a girl chat, and it's not like a boring podcast interview, so we'll definitely do another one, let me know when you're back from Bali, and we can jiff on something else. Cool, sounds good, babe. Yay, have a good sleep, I'll talk to you later. Well, thank you again for tuning in and listening to my podcast. I hope that you got lots of nuggets out of today's show. Uh, please, 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 I would be really grateful if you could leave me a review so that more women can find the podcast and therefore I can help more women understand their period and fix their period problems. Because after all, it's a much nicer life to live when we actually love our cycle because we do have to um, keep up with it every single month. Also, if you have any friends or loved ones that you think will enjoy my podcast, I'd be super grateful if you could send it to them as well just to share the love. And that's it for now, so I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are.